Hi, and welcome to our Friday show of Good Morning, or Good Good Morning, and welcome to IDK Politics. I am your host, Caitlin Holland, and I'd like to welcome my most special guest I think I'll ever have on, Derblo Donovan. So Derblo, would you like to introduce yourself? Of course, Caitlin. So hello, as Caitlin said, I'm Derblo. I am a second year law student here in UCC, and I've been Caitlin's best friend for the last eight years, so... We'll have good vibes here tonight, today. I can promise that. Good vibes only. I think if we're going, to, you're going to see like authentic radio making. You're going to see it today <laughs> because <laughs> there's nothing filtered about this relationship. No. <laughs> no. Um, I am uh, the secretary for the UC Yoga Meditation Society. If any of you re- or any regulars out there, and I'll do a little plug as well. If there's anyone out there who likes to interested in submitting any essays or would like to enter a competition with the Cork Online Law Review as I'm on the editorial board. And the dates, I think, are open till the 24th of February. So if there's anyone out there who would like to submit an essay or assignment they're proud of, we'd be happy to review it and see if it'd be published in this year's annual review. So, yeah, there's yeah. my little plug. <laughs> well, yes, Collar deserves the plug. Collar does good. Collar does the work of gods. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're a source for many of my law classes. Yes, actually, recommend if you ever need sources. Cork Online Law Review. Collar, yes. So, Dervla is my lawyer if I yes. ever need legal legal I can't info. guarantee how well it'll be but look, look we can only try our best exactly so yes as as Dervla has mentioned we have been best friends for eight years yeah. and I think we are we're roommates as well I oh, feel like that's an important fact here yes. we walked here together yes <laughs> we we woke up in the same house and we and walked like, here together what are we talking about <laughs> give me the briefing yes the most unprepared I've been for a show I am the most excited for this show so it's always yes. a good sign so yes um, as it is rag week we will do some politics but to make sure I don't end your rag in a depression session or a depressing tone because we all know politics is not happy it never has been yeah that we're going to do a bit of politics we're also going to have a few chats because a healthy balance a healthy balance yeah Yeah. derbla is bringing the healthy balance that we have never experienced on the show before (laughs) perfect so as um before we kick off with our bit of politics and the rest of the show i am going to just kick us off with another song so this is to making noise Thank you. And we're back. So that was Sing or To Making Noise by Hosier. And if anyone does follow the po- uh, podcast, the radio show's um, Spotify playlist, my co host today has made half of it because she is the only one I trust with music taste. Yes, I don't trust I do myself. Like to add my little bits of songs every now and then. I was doing it last night as well. I was Were like, you? Yeah, I was just there like, hmm. What you add? I added like three or four songs at the end. I was Ooh. just a bit there like, oh, why not? So I haven't added songs to it in a while. If anyone's interested, it is IDK Politics on Spotify. And the yeah, it's the co creator is my co host, Dervlo Donovan. Hello. And she's the only one I trust with music, yeah. as we attended three concerts last summer together. Hosier being one of them. Hosier being one of them. And he's a god. So. We, yeah, we love Hosier. We love house. Hosier. Look, I, I, yeah, I'm just, I love that man. Anyways. Okay, Caitlin, how about we actually talk about some politics? Because this is called IDK <laughs> Politics. So today, um, interesting enough, I have been reading the headlines of this week, like I usually do. And we have an interesting predicament i don't know what you call it but putin has actually in a form endorsed biden for u.s presidential candidate saying he would prefer a more predictable candidate 
and that Biden is predictable over Trump. Um, he's more experienced, quotes uh, Putin, and an old school politician. Uh, Putin has actually tackled accused the accusations put against Biden on his poor memory, claiming that when he met him in 2021, which was a photographer event, you can find pictures and evidence of this meeting, that he was actually quite a well-versed man and was not poor memory at all. That though the certain uh, special consent report has stated he is just a man with poor memory. So yeah, it is interesting to see that the head of the Russian is endorsing a Democrat. <laughs> endorsing a Democrat and endorsing the man who was running against his so-and-so political friend. Uh, yeah, like kind of we similar values. Similar values. Yeah. We'd claim that, I would claim anyways, that Trump would be more vibing with Putin than Biden would yeah, be. Like, he's aim- like Trump aims to please the, like, the wider public, like the normal, ordinary people, so to speak. But like neither parties really work for the working class anyway. Like they don't have either the working class in heart at all, even though they claim they do. But like, in a sense, I guess, I think hearing Biden's re- or Putin's reason, you're kind of like understandable, but like the Americans would also say that Biden has done nothing for their for their economy, for like, you know, f- for them as a country. So I guess it kind of depends. Yeah, no, it's really interesting, the current state of like, who's voting for who. I feel like, I feel like compared to like previous, like especially the last uh, election, I feel like it's not as in the forefront of the news anymore, I think. Oh no. I feel like it's People not as like in my it. face anymore. <laughs> Unless maybe you're on TikTok, which I am not. So that's maybe what, no, that might be a contributing I'm also factor. not on TikTok, but if people are on TikTok, you're probably getting hit in the face with political content. Like, But again, how much of that is misinformation is probably a lot. We were just talking so, off air and yeah, TikTok and misinformation is... A huge problem, which again, my issue is media literacy. People can just learn how to critically analyse media correctly. We won't have that big of a problem. It's no longer being able to read books. It's now about media literacy because that is literally in our technological developed world is what we need to focus on, in my opinion. That is just, <laughs> oh, sing it to the crowds. I need people to understand that they can't just watch TikTok to gain what's happening in the world Literally. because it's just some I don't know, 21 year old that heard one soundbite and was like yes I'm gonna write make a whole TikTok on this and it's gonna get how many views does TikTok get like billions uh, yeah, million and it's like so no. wrong <laughs> but um interesting on the US Russia relations that Putin has endorsed Biden Trump came out at his South Carolina rally claiming that the only reason Putin is endorsing Trump is because Biden not for Jesus, um, Putin is endorsing Biden is because Biden will give him Ukraine, which okay. is an interesting point. That is an interesting one, but like it's also Trump who said this, so yeah, like that. I hope that, that speaks point, for itself. Um, yeah, that just shows the reliability of that statement. <laughs> but yeah, but put Trump against Biden in these claims of like miss poor memory old man you know yeah what is the age difference between the two not much i don't think so is biden like biden's birthday soon um there's not that much i'm gonna google search is googling and i will tell you what happened recently so as we all know biden was put to court for claims that he was harboring documents as a private citizen after he finished his vice presidency with obama that court case has been put aside after special um, report was claimed that Biden was a poor memory and that he wouldn't remember anything. So it would be unfair for him to 
be trialed on the issue. This and then it's come out that Biden's like said these accusations are false and all that jazz. But it's very interesting because P- Trump recently miss like has also had these issues of mixing up people like Biden has, but mixing up presidents of different countries. Ooh. Like it was a president of South America and a president in Egypt. He mixed up their names, and he's mi- like, is that a and problem France of and Germany memory, or is that just Trump being? That's Biden. Oh, Biden and Trump actually mixed up Nancy Peloni and Nikki Haley and Nikki Haley is his opponent in the the Republican race at the moment and I think that's more of a testament but like at the same time I feel like Trump would do that on purpose he would purposely be like interesting I know it kind of just feels like would he purposely do that to undermine his opponent oh wow Dervla sorry you need to write an article that is interesting looked up Trump is four years younger than Biden four years four years not even half a decade no like they're not that Biden's 81 just people know and Trump is 77 wow okay lads basically I'm learning is that maybe America should look for a younger candidate maybe America should reassess its values yeah this it seems like toxic X is hanging over America <laughs> and it's their current presidents yeah pretty much because like or that age race, demographic even the race this year is just a bit boring because it's just the same as last time yeah it's just more stressful because I don't know about a lot of people but as people who are surrounded by politics a lot of time, we're like, okay, what's going to happen afterwards though? Because yeah. there's too much that America have their fingers in. Like, that is true. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be scary it'll to see be the outcome. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And, but, like, but we, I don't know if do America, Americans as a whole, do they want to see Trump back in office or do they, again, my, again, as I was saying to Caitlin earlier, before we even got into the studio, was that I was like, this man has criminal charges against him. How do people, think it's okay to endorse a criminal but like that's just he me. has nine, nine cases hanging over and him like it's clear he does illegal things and is that a, obviously Biden might also do and there's more like under the table yeah not in the public like who knows but but Trump's done like crazy illegal things yeah and he still has the option of being American president like one of the people that have the, for the highest second time. <laughs> oh, for the second time <laughs> well done <laughs> for the second time and holding the most power ever mm. like America's still one of the superpowers even though they they're not that super anymore they're not that super anymore <laughs> they are still one of the major superpowers yeah and look as you said do people still want to see Trump and it was kind of clear in the Republic so there's only polling out of South Carolina at the moment because their uh, Republican caucus for their presidential race for the republicans until the 24th which is next week so i might have the results for you then but polling as of yesterday is trump's at 66.1 percent and haley is at 30.3 percent leading with a 36 points is trump and we are not seeing that number flatten and they don't have caucuses like we saw in the nevada so it's only a primary. So this is the only results we're going to get. And if Haley loses her home state where she was governor for two terms. That's not a, not a great sign. I think we're seeing Trump as, as a Republican nominee. Yeah. I feel like was that, I feel like as someone who's not as well versus in politics as Caitlin is, I feel like that was like the natural trajectory. I saw it as that Trump would just naturally, because of the hold he's had, even in the last four years, not being president, that he would just naturally take up the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, you don't need to be versed in politics. You're well educated um, enough in it. I, As much as Haley probably, like, obviously, 
equally a Republican, but like that makes a difference. We won't be discussing ideologies here. But um, the the Americans have a thing about women being presidents anyway. Like very so true. As a woman, she probably was already on a was a peg down already. Yeah, I think what Haley is hoping to appeal to is actually swing Democrats and middle oh. ground. Okay, yeah, people who can't really decide. Yeah, she's hoping to be like the better two evils. Yeah. Though she is also a Republican. Um, but no, it's interesting. I think we all hoped she would have a chance because, you know, it's she's better than Trump. She's not yeah. great, but she is better than Trump. But look, we, we all knew the outcome. I think we're all just hoping for a last-ditch effort yes. in the face. Just so, to keep it interesting. Just to keep it interesting. <laughs> um, in other election news, we did have the UK by-elections running this week. It, a by-election for those who don't know, as uh, election which happens mid mid like election season out of nowhere, where the candidate or the representative of that local area or that constituency is removed forcefully or steps down for some issues. In this case, in the UK, one was scandalous. The <laughs> other one was opinions. I think it's, they stepped down because they went against the government's opinions. So they were like, "I'm not going to represent the government," which stands for this. It was over oil. They're, okay, I think they're a green candidate, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Like a greenish. They yeah. were Tories. Sorry, Conservatives. <laughs> um, so, intre- so, of course, as we've been seeing with all the by-elections in the UK at the moment, the Labour took the two seats as of this morning. Um, as of this morning, Labour took the two seats in the North, taking over the two Conservative safe seats, actually. So, Ooh. safe seat meaning the Conservatives would have hoped to regain it in the next election, so that they've lost two safe seats is red flags, alarm bells are ringing in the Conservative offices this morning going, oh God, what are we doing? Because it is true, what are they doing? Um, polling showed that only, we had extremely low turnout, Um extremely low turnout of um, the population with around 37 and 38 percent of the electorate only showing up for these two um, these two by-elections and the labor con- labor um, candidates only receiving less than 50 percent of the votes each in both the constituencies which shows really poor effort by the British electorate I was gonna say I have a question in so, relation to the low polling out like people coming to vote um would that be due to because it's a by-election that would there be such a short period to campaign for other like could that be a factor in low polling by-elections what i've seen in the past is yeah like they don't have like this would it be like a short time like, six five months yeah, that you usually like, get in an election but it is still shocking because the fact that their representatives removed were removed or left on such issues that they didn't like take yeah. it with force. Because what we've seen in other ones with like issues such as scandal yeah. that people are more quick to move to like okay. vote for a new person yeah. as to like better their area because of the scandal and they want to like you know clean slate it. So the fact that there was such low turnout might indicate. It might represent what's going to happen next election. Okay. Because especially it was Labour that won. I was going to say, yeah. So would that be more lean towards Labour then? Poten- potentially. Potentially. It's actually really hard or, to say. The British maybe election. not totally, but like in a sense they could be getting strong. Like as Oh, we on. all know yeah. Labour's going to win. Like okay. tor- the Conservatives have low polling. It was actually the issues with the Conservatives at the moment and with Labour are there's major like I don't want to say scandal, but there's issues with their 
let's say their party platform, their image at the moment, because they've both been kind of tainted. Um, the Conservatives have faced questions over economic reports at the moment after it emerged that the UK had entered a recession at the end of 2023. Okay. So I think that could show for low turnout because it actually only came out two days ago. So voting yeah. was yesterday. They're like, people are like, we don't even trust our own government. They've mismanaged our economy. Labour have been mined as anti-Semitic <laughs> now and criticised for decision to withdraw a pledge of 28 billion or pounds or 32 billion euros from a green project. So Labour's under, <laughs> um, under um, not great at the moment. But what's scary is there's a party in England called the Reform Party. The okay. Reform Party is Brexit Party, renamed. Okay. And they've actually shot up the polls. We okay. saw with the by-elections. So we, you know, we got Labour. Labour have won the two seats because it's a first-past-the-post system and only one person wins. So that's all grand. But the fact that report, Reform got 10% higher than they initially polled in the election is terrifying because they are major anti-Semitic and Euro skepticism. They are, during COVID, they were anti-lockdown. They are the farest of our rights that we're seeing in the UK Parliament at the moment. But like, what has Britain gained from the Brexit? Not not much. That is a a can of worms. Yeah, like even what, was it 2016? Uh, 2019 unofficially left yeah. and 2021 is when we really saw the outcome of it all yeah I was like I feel like I haven't seen much proof of that being oh that their sovereignty decision. has yeah. been saved and such and like I feel like as a young in a younger generation by like again from what I've seen online we're not endorsing everything that's said online but um, it kind of seems like the younger the younger generation and they were kind of coming out more of being like don't like they didn't mm. want Brexit. It was more of an older yeah. kind of idea of sovereignty and like keeping the British rule and all that. Like again, being the EU never like from an outside perspective and being the EU would never really hurt that in general. Like, but Brexit is like such a can of worms. Like yeah. from what you've just said, like fun fact. Go on. If people aren't going to show up to election or who aren't going to vote, it's actually our age. Oh. It's 18 to 35 year olds are like usually lowest attendance to election, which is shocking because you think young people would have more the willpower to go out and vote and like make change. Yeah, but at the same time, no, I feel like, I feel like a lot of young people I talk to nowadays do not feel like that. We might feel like that. Yeah, no, when I, I'm just like, are you registered to vote? No. no. Well, we are. Um, Like, Has check the register closed? Everyone go register yeah, today go register because to I think vote. they will be closing soon because yeah, of the referendum. Yeah. So please go register to vote. We also have our um, local elections, so go register to vote. Yeah. But no, the UK leaving the EU was not as like magnificent and as amazing as they once thought. Yeah. And that they have not gained, and it is actually going to be the fall of the UK I think after leaving the EU especially if they have entered a major recession at the end of 2023 their yeah. economic platform is like like plumbing yeah they've had very little stability oh. since leaving the EU instability to like the highest form yeah. and the fact that the only reason I say this because I'm doing research on at the moment this is like extremely similar to the 1997 UK election where we saw it was Labour taking over after a very long conservative rule back then it was 18 years this it would be 14 years of this year okay. that conservatives have been in power yeah since the last time Labour was in power 
And it's really interesting because they face all the same issues, economic mismanagement, in inter-party scandal, in a parliamentary scandal. So basically history repeating itself. Exactly. And we also saw a rise of Euroscepticism back then with the fear of integration because back then we had the integration of the CEEC um, countries, which are like Central European. Yeah. So post-wall countries. And we're just seeing history repeat itself. So it'll be very interesting to see if, like in 1997, will the... Um, will the Labour Party turn around the mismanagement of the Tory, the Conservative Party, as they did back then? So maybe, yeah, yeah an interesting one to keep, to definitely keep an eye on. Yes, um, and if Labour doesn't win, I think people are going to be absolutely <laughs> shocked. Like everyone's gunning on it. I would love to see what the, like the po- like the betting on it is because. But again, I guess it all depends on turnout. Yes, oh, does and also how I guess each party is campaigning. Yeah, and. Back in 1997, if we're going to actually see if history repeats itself, Conservatives won no seats in Scotland, Wales or Northern Ireland. Oh, wow. No seats. They didn't even like get a foot in the door. So it will be interesting to see. Yeah, I was like trying to think what's happening in Northern Ireland at the moment. Uh, Stormont came back in power. So that will be interesting to see how that will turn out because they'll also be voting. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, it'll be an interesting election then. It will be, especially because I don't think people expected Stormont, which is the Northern Ireland um, Parliament, mm-hmm, yeah. um, to be back in power before this election. And it is, which is a good sign. But there's also controversy over the mean back in power at the moment, over like power and sharing and, and like, some... Who, who is in power? Is that like in question? Or? It's more, I think, to the fact that it's like, who should these roles still be the roles? Like, should okay. we update them? Um, But I would recommend people go to read that for themselves. There's some good articles on the RT, also the Irish Times on it. I just didn't get a chance to talk about it today. So maybe that's something we'll bring up next week. So Dervla, do you have anything you'd like to add to this week's table of information on IDK politics? I don't know. Again, when Willie brought up voting and making sure to register, so probably it's always important to plug the important day that is the 8th of March, that is... Literally in three weeks' time. The March referendum, yes, yeah. on Article 40. 41.3, specifically. 41.2 and 41.2. Yeah, 41.2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, we have an election next month. No, election, a referendum next month. I would be if you didn't know, because there's very little campaigning, in my opinion. Maybe from what you've seen online. But there's like, nothing. From... Gone are the days, clearly, of pamphlets coming in the post. They were. I was gunning for them. I was like, I'm going to save these. This first election, we can vote in. Now that referendum, we can vote in. At home, we were like, oh, we, we'll just get the pamphlet. We'll figure it out then. And But like, no. Kind but, of, like, there's also no information online. So I'll get Darla to talk about the legal perspective and her information because like, she's very well versed like I'm like <laughs> surprisingly because yes. I say surprisingly I have been googling for days no it is hard it. to find and the last reports or any information on it came from November and that oh. was the fact that we were going to maybe have um, a referendum uh, there's an academic she's a, a lecturer in uh, University of Limerick her name is Laura Callahan or Calla Calla Lane I think I pronounce it um, she, she's specifically kind of well versed in constitutional law and she is excellent. She had a, I actually just found her piece randomly on a website called The Conversation. And it was very well, just talking about how specifically the um, article regarding like women, women in the home as it's kind of broadly known as. And how 
it for some people they might view it as oh we're taking the word woman out like we're would we be kind of de- de- disempowering women by taking it out like some people have viewed that like I've heard some people say that by taking this article out that we would be hurting women rather than helping them but from from what I've read of uh, the academic I, rec- I recommended earlier um, she is correct in saying that this article has never been really used in case law it's never used to help women like it says the state will like is it endeavor to like help women in the home but like that has never been the case it's never actually be, been used and more than anything probably more further back than now that it was more used for the in keeping women in the home rather, or like men would use it as a reason as a justification to be like it's okay to have women at home and of course it's okay for women to work in the home and I think the broad perspective of is if they're I'm not sure of the exact quote, but there's someone out there saying that women should just do whatever they want, which is very much true too. And it's totally, and if that women want to stay in the home, that's perfectly okay. But I do think the um, article is quite misogynistic and I do think it probably should be changed personally. Like I, like I think it's time that it should be modernized really. I think that's what most people are, the what, government is in a broad sense kind of striving for is modernization earlier of Radker says that anyway and yeah, trying to be quoted like, a few times yeah yeah so and that's then, a really interesting point and in relation to the general uh relationship edition um from a legal standpoint it's more just interesting to see how courts would interpret that so like what exactly is a durable relationship like we the legal standpoint is we so interesting. Like you, we won't know how that will be like viewed until it is used in court and argued. And how long would it be, let's say, after this referendum, from what you've seen, like how long would it usually take for such articles to get like used in court? Like would it be years? Would it be It depends on how fast like I actually don't know how fast they change the constitution. Oh, interesting. As in like obviously we'll vote on it mm-hmm. and then by the time it's ratified, ratified yeah and, and gotten like fully through but out of that point like would let's say got after it's ratified after it's in thing would people be I mean immediate like yes we're going to use this in all court cases well obviously it depends on what the court case is yeah. about but um like it could be a, an important that's like one used like um I'm trying to think yeah again I'm trying I'm just trying to think that's in okay. general how that um just provision before or that article is used before durable relationship is in like mm. introduced or if, if it will be introduced I guess yeah um but I actually just saw earlier on Irish Times that the Christian Solidarity Party came out that saying that they fear that introducing durable relationship will mean that polygamy will be like um, polygamy yeah will be um seen in Ireland like that will be something that will be like has opened the doors for especially with all the immigrants coming in that and that is something that they quote have, in that, Irish yeah, times. yeah that is not me that is quoting Irish times um wow that's yeah. an interesting take on the Christian Solidarity Party but I did I not think they'd go there yeah I kind of and I just read it there this morning I was like oh okay okay cool I would never have thought that no I wasn't myself yeah also I'm not really sure what rights they'd be fighting for but again interesting yeah. going again 
for the Christmas solidarity party, they're mainly talking about from their Christian values. Yeah. So they're obviously pro-monogamy. So that's an important factor. And that, like, the durable relationship is, I'm reading something I found off RTE is a protect, like, this is a quote from the RTE. It's the protective shield or canopy would be extended to those families headed by, for example, a lone parent, a grandparent, a guardian. Yes. Which yeah. is, like, obviously very, very important and clearly needed. So that's the RTE of probably... Maybe Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Radical probably yeah. said that. And then you have Christian Solidarity Party, you know, or like no polygamy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Interesting take. Okay. Um, yeah, Dervla, thank you so much for clearing that up. because no I, I'm not totally clear. I've, I'm still like one point niggly in my mind. I'm like trying to remember. But we'll, you, we'll come yeah, back to I, you. We can circle back. We can totally remember. circle back to this because I have realised and I am going to try to get someone on or I'm going to try to endorse some event that will be explaining referendum both sides because I think it's very important to know how referendums what they're about because there's incredible misinformation about this referendum at the moment deal changing our constitution like it is people don't take it lightly no like this is a really again from a legal perspective it is especially huge because this it's one of our it is our primary source of law like this is like the legal foundations that we have like it's the basis to the Irish identity legally. Yeah, pretty much. So like it's it's huge. So it's yeah. something that really needs to be thought about and really like, you know, considered before yeah. making any rash decisions and not having any misinformation for it because Don't again Don't listen to TikTok. Yeah, pretty please. much. There's I beg you. There's a lot of a lot of people sharing a lot of different views and a lot of them people might not be um qualified to give the obviously freedom of expression people can say whatever yes, they want yes of course but like but this is also not America yeah we and need to be rational we would and make recommend you to read up on it yes make a educated decision yeah don't, don't follow don't wait political for the party unless that's even how you now, feel don't wait for the government to come out and start, finally start their campaign yeah it's actually oh my god the no, government it, hasn't even come out about no, it no it's like three weeks away and there's Nothing. And like, okay. In my opinion, anyways. I have studied post-referendums. I've studied yeah. mainly the EU referendums because it when something's made in the EU, we must ratify it by a uh, referendum if we want it to be put in our constitution. So like the Nice Treaty, the Lisbon Treaty, the Amsterdam Treaty, yeah. all that. But it's really interesting because the government are so gung-ho about going straightforward, you know, really getting their point out there. You're very true. They haven't yeah. said a word. No, there's been... Except for Radker's few, like, sound bites. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Which I've listened to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend to just even Google it. Mm-hmm. it you'll, you'll, like, some interesting articles will pop up. And again, try to see both sides and then make up your own mind. Because that, like, is the most important thing is yeah. that you choose the right, like, you vote for what you think is the right thing. Whether that's a yes or a no, that's up to you. Yeah. It's a personal but, decision at the end of the day. Yeah. And the most important thing is, is that you did vote. Yes. It shows your political awareness. It shows that you're willing to engage in just politics in general and to the wider community. Yeah. So. Yes. No, uh, referendums always have quite a low turnout, especially we, for the last few referendums we've had. It's been EU. So yeah. turnout always drops. I feel like the word sounds really big and scary. Referendum? Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like Very, I, feel like I hear it and I think I'm like important. That's something I need to go do. Yeah. No. But, just sit down. Stats don't don't agree. The statistics don't show that. No, just sit down, read a few articles, listen to those around you. 
even there's a few the Irish Times actually uh, I just saw I, what I saw this morning there has a good like hour long podcast Ooh, uh, really discussing both sides so we love a good non-biased yeah. podcast so you'll probably find that on the Irish Times website and or on their uh, podcast on Spotify yes go to Spotify where you'll find both last week's episode of IDK Politics find, yes exactly there we go <laughs> the new that no because I totally recommend we love a good podcast in this studio at the moment like podcasts are the source of all information on my part anyways along with newspapers but um no that is a great recommendation thank you so much Dervla you're so welcome Dervla's gonna be a reoccurring host because she is so good yeah, at this I'm job my first time ever but I'm gonna tell you all I'm highly enjoying it this is great fun. she looks so professional like oh my god as I'm spinning on my chair so am I so it's fine <laughs> so before we get into one of our final segments of the day we are going to play a bit of music and because I haven't listened to it and plus because Dervla added it to the playlist last night we're going to do All Above the Clouds of Pompeii oh nice yeah it's good is it good? Northern Attitudes by Noah I say it wrong every time Can 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 Can, can? can? No, can can I don't know it's one of them with, Anyways, our, with our accents doesn't really matter it doesn't matter which um Hosier. Of course. Of course. Our second Hosier of the day. And of the morning. I think I've played Hosier each week. So, Hosier, if you ever want to come on. Yeah. Shout out to Hosier. Shout out to Hosier, um, our musical icon. Um, might as well be the mascot for the show or the team song. Um, so, we have a bit left time left in the show. And I thought this was really interesting, kind of political, kind of pop cultured. And I'm bringing my pop cultured friend on because I am very much not. Me. I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat pop cultures. You're better than I am. Yeah, fair. Look, I the only pop culture I can bring you is Zendaya, Bad Bunny, Chris, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, and Jennifer Lopez have now been announced as the co-hosts for Met Gala. Met Gala. With the theme of? Garden of Time. I'm curious to see what that means. So Either it means lots of flowers... Or people will have like, or like Renaissance like, era, yeah, like historically kind of vibes. I don't know. It's a very different one from what we originally thought was going to be the team. What, what was thought it to was be? like? It might actually still be the same thing, but it was going to be like old pieces that are, shouldn't be worn. Okay, so it's kind like of upcycling, like kind a of jab at what's the Kardashian name that wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. Uh, that, see, I'm Kim, pop culture, Kim, but not that much. Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's really? like famous birthday dress. She wore, oh, she okay. sang to President Kennedy in mm. and destroyed it. So oh, it's all, it's, yeah. But and that's another thing. But anyways, but that's the only pop culture bit of news I know this week. But Dervla will tell you a bit what she has found out. So this is regarding Taylor Swift, and this is uh, a, and this is where the politics comes into yes, it. Yes, this is a, this is a. Headline on The Guardian, which states, US right-wing conspiracy theory touts Taylor Swift as Pentagon asset. Oh, a Pentagon asset? Yeah. How nice so basically of them to say that. that. Basically, Taylor Swift, who's been in the industry for over 10 years, is basically a plant that, by the government, pretty much. Um, like, a, by the Pentagon? So by she's, Pentagon, she's a US spy. That's what yeah. that means. So wow. This, so again, it's just another interesting take by Trump supporters. Yeah. Um, so basically, the whole thing is that... There's been this conspiracy apparently since around November, since um, ahead of the presidential election, that um, Travis Kelts, I'm, I'm going to say Kelts, but I think it could be Kelsey, I don't really know. It doesn't matter. Um, and you Taylor know Swift, the dude. obviously, in a relationship, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, player Travis Kelts, and um, that they are together in order to support Biden. 
So that they are really weird, odd way. They're a pro-Biden couple. And that the Democrats are going to like get the young people to vote for them. Yeah, like this hasn't, this isn't like true. There's no facts whatsoever. It is just like the Guardian article is just lots of Twitter uh, or X um, quotes from just um, very rightist um, opinions really. And it's, it's just kind of funny. I just find it hilarious that because Travis Kels likes Bud Light and was pro-vaccination for flus and COVID-19, that that means he is, him and Taylor Swift are obviously not a real couple. Like no, they're obviously they're, fake. They're just to make sure Biden's president. Yeah. This is actually so like, funny to Taylor me. Taylor Swift has always been quite spoken about the fact that she wants to use her platform for good. For good, yeah. Or for, you know, supporting what her beliefs, her political ideas. But like this, this time around, there's nothing like that. No, this is just her being a 30 something, 20 something. Oh, she's 34. 30, so 30 something woman just trying to go into the dating scene as a very, very, yeah, very famous person. It might person. be very public. But I don't think she's trying to endorse but like, Biden. what did you say, Kate, to me earlier? She was on like the, for the Super Bowl, like there for oh, like yeah. so something. Seconds. You know how like all like, the NFL, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, N- yeah. yeah, NFL, like, dudes were like, oh my God, why do they keep panning to Taylor Swift? And I and someone came out recently saying, I think it was Adele, Ooh. ironically. <laughs> love Adele. Um, stating that she was only actually on screen for 44 seconds of how many hours of gameplay is there? Like, from yeah. November, how many hours of gameplay do the NFL have each year? How many hours of them passing ball, making touchdowns? Taylor Swift was only on screen 44 seconds. And from that 44 seconds, she upped viewership from for young people by 11%, another 17% in another area, and was one of the most highest watched NFL finals due to the fact that Taylor Swift was there. There was also like rumours that, and this also is tr- pushing the Trump agenda, or the Biden agenda, was the fact that um, she was supposed rumours to do the halftime show because obviously she's with Travis Scott so obviously oh, she'd have to totally. do, do the halftime show the Aust- that apparently, and then apparently then she would go on stage and be like Biden vote for Biden that's wow. what she was going that was the rumour and then the other side of the rumour was that uh, he was going to she was going to get proposed to that was the other one to make sure Biden won the presidential yeah, campaign so that would mean Biden will win the president these mega heads are like the most confusing people ever I also found a figure from the Guardian that says nearly one in five Americans believe the Taylor Swift Biden conspiracy. Sorry, I'm just waving us out of the window. That was cute. Um, was N- it? So nearly one in five Americans believe Taylor Swift Biden conspiracy. What? One in five one Americans. One in five Americans. That is a shocking Again, and high figure. Like, I'm just looking at the Guardian thing, the... Um, from this Wednesday, the Pope. The so why I'm saying this is because people are claiming that politics... Oh, also oh, my last point. Down. I knew there was one more point. Apparently it was rigged. The Super Bowl was rigged. Oh, yes, so, that was my yeah, whole point yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. That Kansas City Chiefs won because Biden wanted them, Biden obviously wanted them to win. Biden they, made a presidential yeah, order to ensure sure that they that would the win. Chiefs won. Yeah. And it's not because they are one of the highest leading teams of the whole, like, I don't know yeah, NFL. They, they won the... Super Bowl last three years. Yeah. This is the third time winning. So yeah, like, totally Biden was like, I am your president. You are now supposed to win the Super Bowl. Also, I have... And Taylor li- Swift is going to be my endorser. And Trump has also called Swift disloyal. 
if she endorses Biden, she's disloyal. Disloyal. And didn't but, she come out a few years ago going, um, I may, I need to speak out against Trump? Yeah, he says she'll be disloyal because she benefited from the Music Modernization Act concerning Ooh, royalties and streaming yeah. services, which obviously passed when Trump was president. But just because it was passed like when Trump was president doesn't mean it was his grand plan and big idea. This is the way he was going to keep his hold on Taylor Swift. This, this, uh, oh my God. Yeah, Trump had to figure out how to hold the Swifties. American elections time. are like the most... It's like pop culture. It's like, it's like a Super Bowl in itself. It's a Super Bowl in itself. <laughs> like, oh, I, I want to know, like, so when it comes to polling and elections, they do these pre-polls going, so why are you voting for something? Is it like their economics? Is it their health plan? Is it their education plan? No. No, it's because Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift told me to. <laughs> Because Taylor yeah, like, Swift. She could bring out a younger demographic to vote. Oh, though, like, very highly likely. And I would love her to be like, but then, vote. Again, but then again, a lot of her demographic is too young to vote. Very true. Very true. But it is actually crazy how, yeah, so Biden's going to win the American election and it's all going to be down to Taylor Swift, Swift. dating yeah. Travis Kelts. Pretty much. Wow. The big conspiracies that come out of American politics, I'm telling you. This is insane. Anyways, it has now come to the end of our show. Sadly, oh, sa- that yeah, this has been great fun, Caitlin. Thank I you for letting, had a blast. Thank you for letting me gate crash your episode this morning. I've had the most fun with my best ever co-host. Thank Sorry you, thank you. to all my future and all my past co-hosts. <laughs> Derville O'Donovan kind of beats everyone out due to eight years of friendship yeah. and lack of photos. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes, um, but thank you so much all for listening. It has been a pleasure uh, once again. I am back every Friday from 9 to 10. This has been IDK Politics. And I am going to play a bit of Harry Styles. So we also went to a concert together with last summer with Daylight. So thank you all for listening. If anyone has any recommendations or has any topics they want to hear on the show next week, please reach out to the Instagram. And if you want to have any co-hosts that you're like, I'd love to hear on, just let me know. I will look into it. So 